Welcome to the Event Tech Pull-Up. My name is Tess Vismel from iSocialX, and here's my partner in crime. Oh, I love it every time you introduce me. Keith Johnston <laughs> with i3 Events. And Planner Wire. And Planner Wire. <laughs> um, so we are so happy to be with you again to our viewers as well as our listeners. Um, we're going to kick off today's episode with the news. So Keith, I noticed in my notes that Facebook was adding an ability to charge for access to live stream. So what does that really truly mean in our event tech world, um, our virtual live streaming world? What does that really mean? Um, actually, it, it, it means a lot of things. Um, you know, the official Facebook, uh, the official, official Facebook comment um, is uh, to support creators and small businesses. We plan to add the ability for pages to charge for access to events with live videos on Facebook. Anything from online performances to classes to professional conferences. Um, so rather than the creators and small businesses, which of course will benefit from that, um, the ability for associations to also benefit from that. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this develops over the next few weeks, but, you know, the ability for a small association or even local chapters of, of larger associations to be able to put out educational content via Facebook, um, where they might be very active, um, and then actually be able to, to make non-dues revenue from that um, is huge. Um, that is you know, huge. I mean, I, that really, really is huge. I mean, I'm even thinking from our uh, independent planners who are out there who solo, you know, they don't even work for associations. They work with associations or yeah. oftentimes with corporate. Um, and there's content that we could put, push out too. Sure. I, you know, it, it, it truly is a, you know, it takes away that burden of having to, um, you know, for a lot of time, I'll take the small local, uh, you know, chapter of an of a larger association. You know, a lot of times, you know, just to get people to sign up for things, you had to go through the national chapter to do registration. You had to do mm -hmm. all this, and the money flowed to the national, and then it comes back to the local. It, it cuts out the middleman, uh, and it, and and it makes it. You know, do I think this is going to replace large virtual events that you know, or a virtual conference? No, of course not. You know, it's not built for that. Um, but I think for those one-off educational sessions that somebody that that somebody might do on a Tuesday evening, you know, it's a great way um, to again bring in some revenue. Uh, you know, whether it happens to be stuff that goes in your old pocket, <laughs> you know, or, you know, or the the non-dues revenue for the for the association. I I do think it is a good thing. I think Facebook is they're stepping up right now. They um, are. If, if I, you know, this is not necessarily news, I'm just going to mention it because you're talking about Facebook, but I'm a member of a community called Eureka, which is uh, small businesses and independents. Um, and they are actually the clearinghouse and judging pool of people who will judge for Facebook small business grants that they just released the application for last week. Um, so... They are really trying to focus and target because they realized for so many years they didn't have, they had a disconnect where they were trying to give monies away and then couldn't reach the people who really needed it. So I know the small business grant that they um, have just uh, opened up for is one of them. And then this is another step for all of the rest of us as opposed to the big boys. So. 
Uh, you know, and there is one other thing that wasn't on our list of news to talk about, and I, I, I have to confirm it, um, but, you know, my son, who, who is a news junkie, um, he actually said last night that somebody in the UK had donated $2 million to small businesses anonymously um, to help keep those small businesses afloat, um, and it turned out it was Amazon. Wow. See how beautiful that is? So yeah. someone, now, now again, someone, tried to, some tried, someone tried to reveal the anonymous donation. I yeah. tell you. Um, and I think, it's, I think it is wonderful um, what we're going through. People probably hate me saying that. I really don't care. But it is wonderful because our whole society, who we were uh, as, a, as, a, as a community in the events industry, who we are as a community, just period across the world needed to change because it was too much. Everything was just too much. And Keith always says, you're going on this tangent of humanity again, but think about it. I mean, Mother Earth, we were, <laughs> we were really truly um, assaulting her <laughs> in ways. Yeah. She's like, uh-uh, stop. Well, She's like, and stop. And, and it doesn't matter whether you say, okay, the, the COVID is created in a laboratory. That's, that's great and all, but there's a reason why that's, why it spread the way it is and why it's doing the things it did. It well, and I'll, I'll spin what to you reset, said. To reset. Uh, you know, rather than say, rather than saying maybe um, it's wonderful what happened, our reaction to it has been wonderful. Hmm. You know, yeah. and, and, you know, I, I, I do agree, you, you know, the, the way that I think um, for the most part, uh, you know, the individual members of the events industry, um, you know, ha- have responded really, really well. Our industry associations, maybe not, um, you know, but, but other organizations like, you know, have stepped up in, in what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and I do. I, I, I think that overall, the human response to this has been has been pretty cool. Yeah. You know, neighbors doing for neighbors and and, you know, mm-hmm. in my neighborhood, you know, every kid that has a birthday, you know, they're doing little birthday parades. And while they may seem silly on the and surface, that's an event. Yeah. And while, while it may seem silly on its surface, um, you know, to the individual is very important. Definitely. Well, it's definitely pushing all of us in new ways and making a stretch. Remember how we used to have those stretch goals? That's totally different now. Now we can stretch. Different than than (laughs) yoga on the conference floor. (laughs) Yeah, so which is still my favorite. I don't care what you say. So uh, thank you. That wraps us up. Uh, wraps ups. That wraps up our news segment for today. The wraps ups and the pull ups. And there you go. That's an event tech pull up. <laughs> so we uh, will move on. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We have a dear friend to myself as well as Keith with us today. It is the infamous Mike McCullough. And he is the executive director of podcasting for associations and the California Podcast Association. Most of you. We'll know him from back in the day with Grass Shack Media Days. Welcome, Mike. Thank you for having me, guys. What an <laughs> honor. Yes, and, and you are one of the coolest cats in the industry. Ooh. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I was just saying, when I met Mike, wow. I was like, oh, he's cool, because you know, you know he's really tall. I was like, doesn't tall. That's what you're looking at. That's perfect. <laughs> wow. Like, he is a cool guy. He so, is so yeah, tall. No, when, when you meet him, it's like, is he going to talk to me? <laughs> uh, I was like, well, am I a cool kid? <laughs> hey, we're good for your ego, if anything. <laughs> yeah, wow. I haven't had this much smoke blown up my butt in a long time. 
fact, I never have. This is fantastic. Well, keep going, can. guys. Keep going. Keep going. We sure will. We sure will. So Keith is going to lead us off. We have a few questions for you today. Great. You know, Great. we really want this to be organic and let everything flow. So if we get off okay. for a little bit, it's okay. But we, you know, in essence, we want to yeah. give our listeners as well as our viewers a little bit of what we know of you. Well, Great. yeah, Great. and. Going to right into podcasting, right? I, I think that everyone obviously here knows that podcasting is, is becoming a very important thing. You know, so important that Tess and I have been talking about doing this for years and it, you know, we've finally been able to do it and now we're seven or eight episodes in, you know, and we had, you know, Amani come on a few episodes ago talking about how repurposing content. Um, but the one thing that we haven't yet hit on is, is associations and, why is now a good time for an association to start a podcast? Well, I think an association should start a podcast just because they have an audience already. Um, most people, when they start a podcast like yourself and congratulations for doing this, I think it's awesome. Um, you guys yeah. know, I, I used to have a podcast called the meetings podcast, which I did for 10 years weekly. Yeah, yeah it was great. Which, which it totally, um, Sorry, I got off your question. I will get to it. But that podcast, um, I started just to meet people. It was for networking. And I wasn't trying to make any money. I wasn't really um, trying to find an audience. I was actually just trying to meet people. So I could call Tess up and go, hey, you want to be on my podcast? Um, I would get an hour with her. That was the reason I did it. Yeah. I didn't care if anyone listened to it. It didn't matter to me. Uh, and, and then I started doing it with like a round table with a couple other guys. We won't go into the whole thing, but for me, it was a networking thing. It was a way to connect with people. So I think for associations, it's the perfect thing for them. It really is because they already have the audience. Like you guys are starting this podcast and what are you talking about? We want to get people to listen to it, right? We're looking for an audience. Um, right. You have to go find that audience. You have to get people, you know, you guys are getting great guests up to me. And, you know, I've listened to your podcast. It's really well done. Sorry, I didn't, that didn't come out. That was supposed to be a joke, but it didn't come out. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> we always but like, so, a pod, uh, so an association already has a, a membership. They already have their audience. So they can actually go to their audience and get, ask them what they want to hear. And it's the most intimate way to connect media-wise because you're, you're entering their body through their earbuds, basically. Like you're actually entering their body. It's kind of a weird thing, another weird thing to say, but it's true. So it's very intimate. So you can kind of form it to really connect one-to-one -one with your audience, your membership. So, I think, oh, no, so I think it's a good, I think it's a good time um, to start a podcast. And I don't, and right now is a good time, is a great time because there's so much information in you want to be the leader in your industry. Yeah. Um, and so it is a great time right now to start one. Um, getting people to adopt it is another thing too, but the, our clients are really finding, um, or, and people who are doing the association podcasts are finding it's working. So um, you talked about, uh, they have a built-in audience already in associations. Um, yeah. As, a, as opposed to one-offs and like what you were doing or for networking purposes to get to know people. So what kind of effective ways can the associations take to grow that audience? Well, I think they can actually grow their membership through it. I mean, it's another way to find, to find members. To, to and that's actually a really good point. And, and, you know, Tess and I, of course, we, you know, we had the rough framework of, of questions beforehand, but, but, I, you know, maybe when I was, when we were brainstorming these questions that we asked the wrong question, you know, maybe it is, how can you grow your membership? 
rather wow. than your audience. Yeah. 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 And so, um, you know, they, they have a membership. The main thing is they can go to the membership. A couple of things here is they can go before they do anything like technical wise. It's like start talking to the members. I always, what I do is I have them come up with 30 topics. I mean, right now we want to talk about COVID, obviously, what you do in your industry, how they can help their own businesses, the members, whatever industry they're in, they, they can give them all the information they need for that industry, which is, you know, you know how the news is now. There's, it's just crazy, right? I mean, right. everything's divided. You don't know what's true, what's not. Um, so they can really focus in and be the leaders in their industry. And they can do that besides not just with a podcast, but a podcast is a very intimate way to do it. Um, so I think starting one right now is a great idea, but starting one in general is a good idea because it is kind of a marathon, not a sprint. It's like, you got to get going. Um, cause people, it takes a while to adopt it, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think, I, I think one of the things that I think, and this is again, going down a rabbit hole here. I, the one thing that I, I hope that associations learn and understand is start no matter what equipment you have, no matter what, right. You, yeah, you only need, you need a, some basic tools, uh, but done is better than perfect. Um, yeah. and if you start today, you're closer to being really good at it. You know, the longer you wait, the more behind the eight ball you're going to get. And with any industry, um, if you don't take the lead, someone else will. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I'm sorry, I kind of stopped what I was saying. I didn't mean to you know, I, you should write up a bunch of topics. Yeah. Take those to a bunch of members and say, Hey, these are the topics we have and go. Can you look at all these topics and then say, what do they think? They could add topics. Oh, you know, I'd be interested in this and that. Then you go to your vendors, your partners, and you say, Hey, I'm going to do this podcast. What do you think about these topics? Let them get them involved too, because you're going to ask them for sponsorship down the road. And then also ask your influencers, all those speakers that you're going to have on your show and say, Hey, these are the topics we have, what do you think, you know? And then would you like to be involved? That's when you can ask them to, to be on the show. But you can really hone it down to like, okay, we wanna do these topics, everybody wants to hear about this. You may not even know, you know? Just like we just talked about right now, like right. the questions are different. It's like, get that all out of the way before you do anything, you know? Yeah. That's my kind of, what I, what I, we have a whole system that we try to do with all our clients. And go, okay, do all this stuff beforehand, before you re hit record, you know? So, Mike, I think what you said is pretty much they need to crowdsource everything. Because um, it was just, to me, uh, you know, when Keith and I used to speak so often on the road, we realized that people were not crowdsourcing. They weren't asking with the people what they wanted. They were kind of shoving information, sessions, topics, content down people's throats as if that's what they truly wanted. Yeah, that's what they probably needed a little bit, but didn't really do a lot of asking. So that's great that you know, should pivot towards now with our new, uh, new normal, right? Ask people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I, you know, I think, you know, Tess, to your point, I, I think people need some things. People aren't always going to listen to what they need, but they will listen to what they want. You know, mm -hmm. so if you can go out and you can crowdsource, you know, some topics that will get them to listen, you know, you know, as part of that, you can also then, you know, get them the information that they need um, that, they, that they, they might not normally listen to. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, like honey on top of medicine. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> yeah, and then you know, and then you have the the, the you, know, you get your numbers, and you go, oh my gosh, they love this, you know, whatever that topic was, they love it. Let's do more of that. They want more of that. So you can actually see what they like too, you know, as you as you start to do your podcast, as you start doing episodes. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I'm, and, sure you, I'm sure you had a your last episode had huge numbers, and this one just kind of dove down. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll see then you go oh okay we need to do less podcasting and more you know covid stuff right now you know yeah well yeah and yeah you know this is the third episode in a row i totally lost my train of thought right it's in the okay. i do it's that okay. to people i do that to people though normally brain yeah. farts i call them brain farts exactly <laughs> <laughs> well um so okay tell us about this so um we, uh, Keith and I are always on the same page about us not immediately going back into face-to-face, okay? We don't necessarily know when, but we don't think it's going to be well this particular year. Next year, you know, have a definitely a, a different type of perspective on face-to-face. But what are some of the benefits and challenges of taking your podcast on the road for your annual conference? And I want to pause for a second and say the definition of on the road is different than what we thought of on the road before. So it could be a hybrid situation versus just fully face-to-face on the road podcast. Yeah, and regional, and and yeah, and, regional. And, and and local. And, Mike, I know you want to jump in and answer the question, but I mean, one of the one of the last times that you and I actually saw each other in person was actually you were actually running the podcasting for was it uh, pediatric dentistry? I think. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, so I just want to throw that in there as well. Yeah, definitely. Explain well, what it I looks was... like. Well, for people, because people are probably like, "What podcast?" In, yeah, in, in my own space. Perfect. That was a perfect thing, uh, situation. Like, you know, sometimes we have to come in and build a little stage or whatever, but doing that with you guys was fantastic. So you go, so what we did is there was a booth that you guys were running and it was fun to actually have to be able to sit in your, I sat in a lot of your guys talks because I love listening to you guys talk. I learned so much. Like I take notes, like all the stuff with kids and stuff, how to lock down your computer and stuff. I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to need all this. For my <laughs> um, but that's a great situation because you can um, all your influencers are there, so you can get all the, these great interviews um, on site, you know. And so that's what we do. We do we do with them with the Pediatric Dental Association. We'll we'll pick up all their influencers there. Let's get them to sit down for a podcast, you know. Um, we also put a little stage like we had with you guys. We have yep. a little stage, so some people can sit in and ask real questions. It's more intimate too. So, and then it's nice too because you get the kind of the background noise, which is nice. It makes the podcast a little bit more exciting. That you know, people might want to go to that event. So, um, anyway, that was fun to work with you guys, and I want to do that more. I, I, I've been trying to talk to the Dahlia about that, but she doesn't return my calls. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I we'll, we'll, we'll tell the Dalai Lama. <laughs> yes. I like that. The, the Dalai Lama. Um, yeah. And so, you know, the, one of the things that, you know, I always let clients to go into to anything, um, you know, with open eyes, right. You know, what are some of the challenges that you can face um, podcasting on site or are there any, you know, when I, when I look at it from a technical standpoint, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty easy. Uh, you know, yeah. Well, I think some of the things are it's another thing to do. I mean, you know, yeah. that's for, for event event managers or event planners, it's another thing to do. There is a lot of coordination between getting people. That's another stage you have to deal with. Um, I think that's a challenge. The um, the cost you know, involved is sometimes, you know, you're going to pay for cost for more stuff. Um, 
the benefit of that though too is you can make it a sponsorship opportunity you could have a sponsored mm -hmm. stage yeah and um the speakers could actually be i mean you could you could have you know you can do all the stuff you do in a regular uh, room you could have seat drops or whatever you can do all kinds of stuff but really it's a sponsorship opportunity to another sponsorship opportunity you know because you can say the banners and stuff are going to come down the booths are going to go down but this podcast is going to live on you know yeah and for, long, forever and yeah, so forever and on the, the, the uh, new hybrid tip, which I <laughs> keep is going to be like, stop talking about that. But the new hybrid tip, you could actually have people call in who are not at the conference right. and you can interview them there and you could broadcast the right. or just have them on the speakers for the audience to sit there and ask them questions and you can hear them. So there are all kinds yeah. of ways you could bring in um, and, uh, a person, you know, who you could interview who's not necessarily there. So that could be a combination as well yeah and it's just like what like amani would say doesn't you say different ways you can use the podcast isn't that what he talked about yeah the focus for that was the the repurposing of content right you already yeah. have your conference sessions why not repurpose them well it, it's true and that's a big thing too and then you you know you can transcribe everything cut it all up make blog posts out of it i mean you could market the crap out of this stuff you know you can also you could put cameras in there too and not just audio and do some yeah. You know, do do you know do some interesting video? Hopefully, get a couple cameras so it's not just like us straight forward like this. You know, it's some reaction shots and stuff. But you can make interesting content out of it too. So you can dance for them too, Mike. Yes, yes, <laughs> dance. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, most people are listening to this and didn't yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't much to see. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think, you know, getting on the road is fun. You know, I've had the, I have the California Podcast Association stuff I do too, which is just basically a group of around the Bay, San Francisco Bay Area. We do meetings all over the place and we've moved them all online now and it's been really great. Like, and I'm recording them all for a podcast, which I haven't got to, of course, because I'm busy. You'd think I'd have time because I'm here all the time, but um, those have been great, like hybrid-y kind of things. Like we used to get together, which was face-to-face -face is awesome, but it was just like, this is way easier. It's like, I can do way more and I can control it, bring in the right people from all over the place now. Um, but yeah. it, it will be a podcast, but it's bringing podcasters together, talking about podcast stuff, which, you know, like this is about events, this, this show, right? So it's right. like, you're bringing people in. So, you know, it's been really fun. It's, it's a different world than the event stuff, but it's been really fun helping people and, and, uh, working that way. I think the one thing that I've found is the more you do it, the easier it becomes, right? You know, you, you know, all of a sudden you have your intro and you know, the editing gets easier, you know, Tess and I are a, a two person crew, so we do all the work on it, you know, yeah. but you know, if, if you're in a professional setting where, you know, at a conference or whatever it is, you know, you're handing that file off to someone else. The turnaround time on a podcast can be actually amazingly fast if you don't oh, yeah. have to do a ton of editing. So an hour after that session happens, you can be pushing that out to the people who aren't at the conference. Yeah. Yeah. And we've done that in the past too, where we're setting them at the conference, you know, just taking the file, sending them to somebody else who's editing them and they're live immediately. Just like, you know, yeah. which has been fun, but you know, no one at a conference is really listening to a podcast then. It's, no. it's a cool thing to no. do, but, 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 but hey, my, those, but my, those people at home are. Yeah, that that's, new true. Hybrid, that's true. And that that's new true. hybrid that's is true. going to be different. And then they'll get the really, FOMO too. Yeah. 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 I think people, yeah. um, 
I think people will be consuming content these same virtual ways more mm -hmm. than prior. So it's important to really truly look at that audience who's going to join, mm -hmm. join you in a different way. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the tools for doing this stuff is getting better, better. I bought this pro roadcaster thing. I don't know if you technical stuff. Oh yeah. But come on. Show and tell. This, like show uh, and tell. this thing. Sorry, I pull it out. But oh my gosh, this thing is. Been, I've just been playing with it a little bit. It's like, um, it's this. Yeah, but you all. The, it has the preset stuff in it right here, so you can sit down and um, all the intros, hit them, boom, boom, boom. Everything's done. Like wow. Yeah. Wow. Keith, you gotta amazing, get that. Amazing, amazing piece of equipment. Like amazing. You all. Anyway, I won't go into that. But I was just saying, you know, you can make it so easy now to do. This actually, be, I bought this to bring on site, actually. I was thinking, okay, I can go straight yeah. from here and do exactly what you said. Intro, boom, you know. Yeah, there, boom, 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 boom. Again, and turning, not only making the whole package easier to produce, it, again, shortens that, that turnaround time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we don't, I mean, it's easy, too, to on-site stuff is just to use, uh, what we do is just use the, the, uh, the, master, the master AV. We just say, this is what we need. We don't bring in anything but a recorder, basically. Yeah. yeah. Make it okay. easy for the planner. Well, and that's a, good, that's a good point, too. You know, um, you know for, for a lot of conferences, you know, you already have the room set up for it. You know, if you yeah. don't now, again, if you want to do it on the on the show floor to bring attendees onto the show floor, uh, you know, yes, you're going to PSAV or, you know, whoever your AV company is, they're going to have to set that up for you and you're going to need all that equipment. But if you already have a room that's dark on certain days, exactly. you know, exactly. You're right. You're right. The, you're right. The, AV's there and you're already yeah. paying for the guys to, you know, to be yeah, there. So yeah. you might just as well. Just send people in, just send people yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And you should be careful too, I just say this in general, with make sure that audio guy knows what he's doing. You know, yes. you know how it is. It's like, this is, uh, we always send somebody, you know, like when we went yep. with you, Chris went with me. You know, so he's a sound engineer. Yeah, but so let's, let's talk about that. I know we have another question in a different area, but let's talk about that. Like what, if I'm a planner and I'm trying to prepare for this, that's probably a very small tidbit that I won't ever think about. Like what are the, if I'm talking to my AV company, who do I ask for, for that room during that time? Like what, what skill set should you, you I make want sure somebody to be, you don't make somebody who's a sound engineer, but then again, that's the thing is like, you know, you know, putting on events, it's like, you never really know who you're getting. Unless <laughs> right. that's what, yeah, you know, no. when I, when I had my, you know, like when I had my old, when I had my old company, well, the production company, they hired us because we brought all our same guys in every time. You know, that was really what we differentiated between having PSAV or whoever there. You know, we had the same guys. Hey, it's Mike, my A1. You know, I remember Mike, he knows all the executives. It's like they're comfortable with Mike. You know, they're comfortable with tests. They're, you know, it's like you're, right. that's, that's the thing. That's the yeah. event industry, right? So it is hard. It's like, you know, maybe you have – you make sure that you know that that guy can you know, ask those questions to say that sound guy has to be, know what he's doing. Like, you know, if they'll say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know, you gotta <laughs> no, gotta, no, no, no. He, you know, how it works. Like you really gotta like you. Yeah. He has to like, this is important. And then that guy has to know he can't be just like, he can't be like just clocking in that day, dialing it in. He's got to no, be on. Yeah. No, no, you know? no. So I know that's the, 
that's the event stuff, right? That's why we're professionals. Like, oh, we yeah, absolutely. The little, the little things to run in. So if an event planner is planning to do this, they should be do that. Get on that person and be like, you yeah. know what you're doing. You know, uh, this is important. Yeah. Fresh batteries. You know, the whole. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, you make a really good point, right? You know, with, you know, with a podcast, you know, the most important thing is the audio. Oh. Yes. And that's what it is. Actually, yes. even video, the most important thing is the audio. Right. People will sit through a crappy video if the sound is crystal clear. Yeah. Yes. They yeah. have to hear you. And as, as Mike said, we're entering your body, so you need to make it right. <laughs> yes, they're, they're, they're tickling your brain. <laughs> they are. They are. They are. Yes, they are. Really, really, really. So let's talk about the money, Mike. Mike yes. money. Show me the money. <laughs> so uh, in the rush to gain non-dues revenue, many associations will take any sponsor they get. What are some of your thoughts on sponsorship? And I'm going to add just a little bit to that to spice it up a little bit. Because um, in a couple of events that I was a part of last week, we were talking with event, um, <clears throat> event marketers and field marketers. We were really talking about how that value of sponsorship has changed now and what people are looking for and defining what that value is to receive from the sponsorship perspective is not the same. So, mm -hmm. again, what... What do you think some of your thoughts are on sponsorship? Well, I think the podcast area is growing like crazy. Obviously, more people know what a podcast, when you say you have a podcast, they know what a podcast is. For years, it was like, what the hell is that podcast? <laughs> I think the sponsorship is, there's a couple things. When you sell sponsorship for normal podcasts, it's, you know, it's a CPM, a CPM right? It's cost per um, thousand. So for a thousand downloads, you get, um, it costs this much for an advertiser to put something in there. But for what we're talking about for like events, this sort of thing, uh, or associations, it's like that audience is a premium. You know, we talk about the ones that we work together on the AAPD, the Pediatric Dental Association, that pediatric dentist, that is a niche. Um, right. They make, uh, they make, they make money on their podcast. Um, and they make good money on their podcast because it's such a niche audience, right? So those sponsorship people want that their ears and they got mm -hmm. them with that. Mm -hmm. So they're doing really, really well. Um, but it takes a while to get there. So you should start now, like we keep, you know, when should we start now? Because it takes a while to get people to listen to it. So they get, they have like 10,000 numbers, I think, and they get like a thousand downloads normally. Now they've done a bunch now, a bunch of extra ones during this COVID time, um, which has been great. So their their numbers have skyrocketed because people want information. So that's the interesting thing. But the sponsorship situation too is dynamic ads are starting now. So more and more people are doing dynamic ads. And what dynamic ads are is like um, there's podcasts historically have been the baked in ads. So if I was to do an ad in the old meetings podcast, it's in there forever. Like that ad uh, for um, you know, for Tess is whatever, whatever Tess is doing, there's an ad in there, you know, forever. So now there's dynamic ads. So you can pull ads in and out of your shows. You right. can geographically put ads in there. So if I'm in San Francisco, I might get a different ad in that podcast than I would if I was in um, Ohio. So it's saying all of that, there's a real opportunity to think about that whole catalog. You could sell that whole catalog of shows which is more sponsorships, you know? So they have their annual event coming up for the association. There's an ad in there that could come in and out for their next association um, 
you know, you know what? So, so you can move it in and out. So, there, so you start to think about, okay, that as you get more and more shows, the thing gets more, it gets the, your assets are, are gaining. You have more to sell. So it's, it's an interesting thing to start thinking about. Like you can make a lot of money off of your, so, and one last thing, and I know you both are looking at me, you want to say something. Um, the, the, um, you know, it's like the past when people didn't have websites. It was like, you know, I'm oh, old. Yeah. I remember when nobody had a website. It was like, yeah. oh, you have a website. It's like, everybody's going to have a podcast eventually. I mean, yeah. especially like our industries, you know, associations, um, event stuff, they're going to have podcasts. It's just people want that. Um, so it, the money's coming. The money's already here, but it's coming. It'll be a lot. It'll be, I, I, it's my prediction that it'll be a, a nice revenue stream for every um, association, well, which it already is for a lot of them. When I start thinking about it, my brain explodes, right? Yeah. In a good way, <laughs> because, you know, speaking to dynamic ads, right? So in the lead up to the annual conference, you know, you can have ad sets um, as complex or as simple as you want that are tied to your on-site sponsorship. Right. So if you're, so if you are a sponsor and you have an exhibit booth, you know, that ad can be, you know, make sure that you go and visit sponsor XYZ in booth 2502. Yeah. Right. You know, creative. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it can actually, you know, and rather than thinking, rather than thinking of the spot, the podcast advertising sponsorship as its own thing, you know, you can even wrap those into other, you know, make it a value add for becoming the title sponsor. Title sponsor, sponsor right, you know, exactly. we, you know, right. So right. much you can do with it. Yeah, you so, know. So I've had people, clients, be like, "Oh, that's kind of expensive. We don't want to do that right now." I'm like, "Well, why don't you just put it in your annual events sponsorship page? Put in all the production costs, and then you know, and then put some extra money in there. Put it in there. Somebody buys it." you got a podcast, you know, you know, then you're started. And then, and all the, all the startup costs is where the costs are. Once you're going, you're rolling. And you guys know you could start a podcast on your phone with anchor right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually you make a good point. I mean, we push it out through anchor, right? Because it's easy. It's easy. And then it goes out. It's so easy. Yeah. 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 And that's the kind of thing where I see that too, of like differentiating, you know, you want, you can do anything now. I mean, you can do, I mean, you could really do anything now with with YouTube. You could do anything. You could build. You could learn to do anything. So it's like you know, you want professionals to do things, and you can do it on your own. So it's like you got to weigh that for your own situation. So if your association doesn't have much money, do it yourself. If you want to hire somebody, do it. Hire them. You know, it's, it's well. And I I also think that the state of technology today has gotten us to a place where Association A can start on Anchor, right, for six yes. months, right, yes, and then move. Right. If it yes. becomes popular, if you if you find that you need more resources, you need better technology, you need whatever it happens to be, you can then step out and and go on to the next platform because it doesn't have it's not a massive cash capital investment. Right. Here's a tip. Here's a tip I learned last night. So my I have the California Podcast Association. So last night this Heather Osgood came and spoke and she does sales ad podcast ads. It's the perfect timing for this. She was saying, I was asking that, that exact question. Like, okay, my, someone's listening to this right now. They have a brand new podcast. You're talking about dynamic ad insertion stuff. And she goes, well, you have to put markers on your thing. So, you know, like this show right now, are you guys thinking about putting a marker on it? Like a mid-roll marker, which would be a natural kind of go into a, a commercial. It's like, she's saying, right. 
now, if you're starting right now, which I think was great advice, start thinking about putting your, where you're going to put your, um, your ads in. I mean, right now, like you guys should be doing that. Like think about, cause you're going to sell this whole thing down the line. Yes. Take a note. <laughs> no, take it. You guys no, are going to make millions it. of dollars off your podcast. So it's no, like, take you know, it. so anyway, it's interesting. Like just what you said is like right now, people should be thinking about yeah. that. If you, if you're going to do it with anchor, um, you know, you can record right into anchor. I know you guys are doing, you're doing it this way, but you could record your show every day and set yeah. it up for your, you know, your, you know, your executive director could do a daily podcast for his industry. Well, his and, association. and, and, but, you know, and before, you know, and now, and, and I, now I just saw four association people fall over the back of their chairs uh, because they're like every day. It's like right. the other thing right. about doing this is people, people need to understand if, if you did like the, the, I don't know, industry minute every morning that the executive director does record them all on Monday or on right. Saturday. Right. right. You know, and then of course, or you use this thing. Exactly. Exactly. Easy. Daily. You could do this easily in the morning. Just be like, Oh, here's my intro. Hi, this is Mike. Da, 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 da. Thank you for Boop, here's my outro. Boop. And then you just off it goes. Up, upload it. Off you go. You know, and Tyler, Tyler, a, Tyler does then, meet Tyler does meetings in a minute. Right. Right. Me, and yeah. I love that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is okay. So then also there's another thing too. This is a lot of work too. I shouldn't be telling people that it's so easy. It can be easy, but it always is a lot of work. And if you're yes. gonna do this, it is going to be you guys know this, right? Mm -hmm. And you yeah, need to get, and you should have people to professionally consult you to do the things that you need and, to do and really along think the about, way, along yeah, the way. And, and I will always think about that avatar of that listener. Who is that perfect listener, right? And you always think about that perfect listener. So I have a guy named Harry who is a, you know, his, he's, you know, that whole avatar of he's 35 years old, he does this, da, 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 you know, all the stuff about him. Would he like this show? I mean, you really should do that because you want it to be an engaging. Like we're talking about just spitting stuff out there. Again, always go back to like making sure. Yeah. I mean, you guys is, have, you gotta take care of Harry. You guys, you guys have a great podcast because you guys are really great. You know, <laughs> every, no, 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 but you are. You're both very, you're very personable and you're smart people. And, and you, it's easy to listen to you, even if I don't care about the stuff that you're talking about. Like I can listen to it because I like you guys. You're very personable. Thank Everybody's you. not that way. Most people aren't that way. I mean, that's. So, so if you have Harry, you can always talk about Harry. I mean, talk to Harry. Does that make right. sense? Yes. yes. No, no, oh, no yeah. it, it makes perfect and sense. And you need to make sure that you're yeah. satisfying I, Harry all the time. All the time. And I forgot to say that in my beginning part because I'm fatty in my head. I had a brain fart uh, earlier. Um, but, you know, when I was talking about, like, when you're doing your topics, mm -hmm. you also have to do Harry. And you also have to come up with a line of, like, you know, like Sharknado. Like, what's your unique selling proposition okay you know what sharknado is it's a tornado with sharks right so they right. have to know what this show is about well and, and that's a good point if, Keith, if did you, you take a point did you take a note on that we need a sharknado i, I did i did uh, <laughs> you know but but you know if you're if you are an association that serves um sheep shearers uh yeah. right you don't want to have episodes about the clash london calling Right. right. You want to speak to your audience and you want to speak to speak to the members of your audience. That, that That's actually a really good point, you know, and, and, it and it's you... easy to forget that because you start getting into like, like when I was doing the media's podcast it was every week and it was like, oh, okay, well, 
please be on my show, you know, <laughs> for a while. Sometimes it's like, you know, but then you lose people on that, you know, they're not going to listen to it. It's like, yeah. You know, well, and, and it does help to be focused, right? You know, this is a, you know, with every guest that we have, you know, you've got to spin it to tech. Right. You know, Absolutely. you know, we had, you know, you know, Congressman Mike Quigley as a guest. Um, yes, we talked about COVID-19 and the, and the financial impact on the industry. And then we brought it back to tech. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, 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 you speak, wanna... so speaking of tech, yeah, give us your top three um, tech as it relates to producing a podcast uh, for, uh, six, for success. And it could be anything. They don't have to be I, the same. It could be different parts of the, of the process. Okay. I, I think the main thing is sound, as we talked about. So get a good microphone. Like when I came up, I just got these new little earbud things. I don't know if I sound okay. So you do actually. You sound yeah, really I, good. Okay, great. Cause I did, I did test it on last night before with my California podcast group, cause we had a stream with Heather and I tested them. They worked good. But um, I think you got to sound good. Like Keith said, that's mm -hmm. the main thing. So spend a little money. If you're recording on a microphone, you know, get an ATR 2100. You can find the top, whatever microphones go search, but make sure you have a good mic, make sure it sounds good. Um, I think the tech, there's the hosting, you know, there's several hosting program hosting. So like a website, you have to have a hosting place to host, like you guys host with anchor, right? So yeah, yep. there's several different ones that offer different things. Um, so like I talked about dynamic ad insertion, there's different hosting programs that will handle all that for you. Um, what else can I see that and that's kind of real important too. What else can I tell you? Oh, and then editing, of course, like spend some time editing, cut crap out if you can. Yep. People don't go in there and cut it out. Like people say, Oh, like the means podcast, I, I didn't cut much out, but nowadays you need to cut it all down. Like don't cut stuff out. If it doesn't, if it doesn't happy, if it doesn't make Harry your avatar happy. Cut it out. If Harry's really not happy, cut it. And and yeah. you, a really good point on that. You know, even with you know, I'll go back to the Congressman Mike Quigley one. Um, you know, we actually ran into a technical issue uh, halfway through, and it yeah. was only about fifteen seconds, but we went back in and we cut it out. Yeah. Right. Just because no one wants to listen to, you know, if they're watching it live, that's one thing, uh, you know, but when they're listening to it back, they don't want to hear 15 minutes of somebody, you know, futzing with their computer and clicking things. And Right. And so then, you know, for, for us, like we have a sound engineer on a call, like if we were going to do a, a virtual one, we would have, and they would be on different tracks. And I'm getting kind of ahead. People are listening about tracks, but you guys know tracks. It's not all baked into one track. You have separate mm -hmm. tracks. So if a dog starts barking in mine, I can go in and clean that up in my file. Yes, right. It's not affecting yours. So there's some things like that. Once you get into it, there's a lot of technical editing stuff, which is probably people don't want to listen to right now, but that's, you have to think about those kind of things. So there is a service that I use called um, Squadcast and Squadcast gives you studio um, quality audio. Like we're using Zoom right now. Zoom compresses your audio a lot now, um, but like, so you don't, it's not as clear. So I like to get the most clear files I can for virtual stuff tech wise. So we use Squadcast. The guys who started Squadcast are also part of my California podcast association. So I like to always say nice things about them and they live right down the street. And they're these two young guys that are, have done this amazing work. So I like to always give them a shout out too. So they do. And there will be a link in the show notes. 
Absolutely. So everything yeah. that we talk about on our shows, we will have it. In the oh, show. cool, cool, cool. So, okay. um, you know, here's a great one called Aphonic. It's called Aphonic. And this is a great tip. Okay, you can use anything and you can drop your file into Aphonic and Aphonic will clean your file all up. Ooh. And it's keep just it, a drag and drop. It, so I don't usually tell people about this, but since I like you guys so much, I will because I always have people send me stuff. Mike, can you help me with this? Oh, I've been trying so hard to fix this. And I'll be like, sure. And I'll like take the file, drop it in a phonic, it and it'll come out. And then I'll send it back. They'll be like, oh my God, you're fantastic. How did you do that? Well, you but know, you I've, been are still I've, been editing. I've been editing for years, you know, <laughs> so, but I gave that little secret away and I hope the people I've done that for are not listening to this, but uh, yeah, Keto cut, so cut that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll like make it fuzzy. <laughs> so it's called a phonic. Anyway, that, and I create, and also they'll put your ID three tags in there, which are the little things that come up on your, um, on your, uh, when you pull it up on your phone, the picture of you guys or whatever, yeah. you know, it'll be all those, all those little things, what, what the title is, who the author is, those, you can put those in there too. And you can put your left level in there. Oh, so left level is like, so, <laughs> you want to tech, come on, give me some tech. So left levels are like when you used to listen to the meetings podcast when it first came out, like when um, Tom Hilmer, who I did it with, would speak, it would be really loud. And then yes. I'd come on, it'd be really soft. So left level makes it all the same. So you don't have to ride your volume up and down. And it has to be minus 16 is the industry standard. Left level. Thank you, Steve. That, see, that that's too. good to know. It's like minus the commercials on. See, it's the commercials on TV, right? When you're watching a program and then the commercial comes on and it's like so loud. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, a phonic, use it because you can set the left levels. You can put your ID3 tags in there and it's kind of done. And I don't know how you guys do your ID3 tags, but I used to do them in iTunes where I would drop my file in there and I would open up info and I'd fill it all out in there. Yeah. Fortunately, Anchor, you know, again, oh, you could do it in Anchor. Yeah. Does, does Anchor do have a, a leveler thing too? No. Um, oh, there, no, I don't they think might. so. I think, ah, anyway. Anyway, so that's Aphonic is the one tech thing. Perfect, see? If you're a podcaster, that's going to help it. you a lot. We love to add new tech tips. For and I have, I have a pages and pages of resources. So if you ever need any podcast resources, please contact me. Like, shoot something at me. and I, can, I mean, even now, if you have a, I, have, I have just tons of them. I yeah. just, uh, because I do the California Podcast Association, we have speakers come in and talk podcasting. I just take notes like crazy every time. And I have this resource page that I have that I just add, you know, actually, companies. Actually, I will link to that resource page. Um, and that way, anyone... Oh, no, 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 no. That's no? not out to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to link to Mike's page. We'll have you uh, send and us whatever you'd like us Whatever you'd like us at. Whatever you'd like us at. No, no, I will make a nice one up. I have to make a nice one. Right now, it's just like my ghibli gop all over. It's like a Google Doc. And, gotcha. like, and actually, I have a little fun little thing quick because I know we'll probably have to end in a little bit here. But I had that. I, I, at the library, I teach a 101 class for the, at the main library here in Oakland. And people would come in and I give them this site, this resource page. It's, you know, it's crappy, but you could use it. And then I was like, I have a little um, thing called... Um, Grammarly that I use because I I'm a, I graduated from California public school system and I can't write at all so I use I dock it in Grammarly every time and it cleans it all up for me. I love Grammarly. The greatest thing in the world. But I put it in there, but it has a uh, plagiarism thing in there, and I took part of my thing in there and I hit plagiarism, boom, and it went to a site and it was one of the people that were in my class and they had kind of had to put it on their own website. <laughs> oh, okay, well I'm not. Wow. I'm not, I, I did Ooh. share it. But I that's what. It, but that's what. That's what that. So, so then that means Grammarly worked. 
Yeah, yeah. Grammarly does work. Yeah. Well, Grammarly does work. It's an awesome you, tool. I love that's it. That's another great tip, tech tip is use Grammarly. You know? Yes. Like it's changed my life. Like it's changed it my is. life. Like, yeah. And you learn. You learn to actually write. You do. Yeah, it, you it, do. It, it actually has improvement. You know what? It actually is really good for people. And now we're going down a totally bad rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, but Grammarly that's is so fantastic. good for event tech. It's for fantastic for people that have a problem between passive voice and active voice oh gosh, because yeah. it'll tell you, right? Yes. When, you're write, when you're writing an it article, it'll say, it'll with, say, yeah. uh, hey, ding dong. Passive, yeah. active, yeah, whether you yeah. want to do professional, you know, casual, it'll give yeah. you emojis, say thumbs up. No, I'm going to need oh, you no. to do that again. <laughs> yeah, I should, be, I, should be, I should be totally honest is that I have dyslexia and I have problems writing and stuff. So it you is. See, that's beautiful. And I, I has, know yeah. I have undiagnosed dyslexia. <laughs> Yeah, I, but so when I write stuff, it is like it's changed. Like, because I do like to write, I love to write, but then I read it back and I'm like, it doesn't, you know. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Keith, do you have any other questions for our guests? I do not. Thank so, you guys for so oh, wait. Mike. That that was so lackluster. I do not. <laughs> oh. Like no, nope, we don't want to talk to him anymore. <laughs> I, I, I think we, I think we covered it. We killed it. I think we did great. Yes. Oh, so let me close this out. Um, thank you so very much, Mike McGowan, for being with us today. We love you, and now we have an opportunity to share with our listeners and viewers how wonderful you are. <laughs> thank you, guys. You guys are wonderful. You guys are great. <laughs> no problem. It's really fun. I would go on the show every day if I could. All right, audience, thank you so much for being with us today on the Event Tech Pull-Up. Please remember to share with your tribe, eventtechpullup.com. That's eventtechpullup.com. Our anchor hashtag is eventtechpullup, and our secondary hashtag is pullupwithus. <laughs> Again, I am Tess from iSocialX, and this is... Keith with i3Events. We're happy to have you. Thank you. Have a great day.